blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we have got two first time players on TTT today. Though they've both been our, on our other show, the Blast from Our Past podcast, in one corner from the Prime Nostalgia podcast, you can hear his top 10 Queen songs with us on BFOP, and you can hear us talk buddy comedy films on his show. That's right. Prime is in the house. Prime, ooh, 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 please ooh. introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about you. Yeah, it's me. I got to do my intro, so it's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Obviously, like they said, I'm from the Prime Nostalgia Podcast, and look, me and my co-hosts, we just talk about nostalgia, so this should be easy for me. Should be easy for me. <laughs> should be. I mean, it's all nostalgic trivia, so however yeah. good you are at trivia and knowing nostalgia, it should be solid for you. Should be easy. And his opponent today, he joined us to talk his favorite 90s sitcom theme songs. He is part of the It's a Southern Thing comedy troupe. It's Matt the Alabama Ostrich Mitchell. Uh, Matt, could you please tell everybody and maybe explain Alabama Ostrich? How about it, y'all? Yeah, thanks for having me back. Uh, Alabama Ostrich, that, is, that would be a very long story. They would take up the entire <laughs> podcast. But um, uh, maybe that's for another time. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to be back. Uh, I am Alabama's favorite flightless bird um, with, the, with a large body and, and two long skinny legs. So um, <laughs> okay. excited to be back. And to get absolutely crushed in this game of trivia. Yeah, and you are a trivia host yourself, are you not? That doesn't mean that I know. <laughs> okay. that people think that. When you host trivia, they think you're smart. And it's mm-hmm. not. It just means I have plenty of time to look up the questions and answers. That's it. Uh, with no answer key in front of me, <laughs> it's going to be rough. Adam and I run uh, into that problem all the time. People think oh, yes. smart. <laughs> yep. Uh, maybe for you. No one thinks I'm smart. It's no, not, not a worry for me. Um, one thing I've got to mention, uh, Matt, that... Uh, this season, now I can't remember if you did this last season, your SEC roll calls are just gut-wrenchingly funny every time. Uh, they get me excited each week when you put them out. Thanks, man. No, this is the first year that I've done it. Okay. I did the first one after we wrapped sh- uh, the, the shoot, or not shoot, but the recording for that last podcast. Yeah. And then I just turned around, had some spare time. I was like, let me just try this. So uh the all credit goes to y'all then oh (laughs) probably should Uh, you made me get up you made me get up earlier than i normally do on a sunday morning and i think that's what kicked it off uh does any of that uh youtube money come to us then too i get all five dollars of that (laughs) of that tiktok revenue i get i'll give to you perfect all right all right uh for everybody out there let's learn the rules Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. 
In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that you have met our contestants, I want to get to know Prime and Matt just a little bit better. Um, and this is maybe a sign of when we are recording this, but I want to know what is y'all's favorite Thanksgiving food that you're looking forward to? You want to go first? Whoever, whoever oh, chimes in. Gosh. Do you have one off the top of your head already, Brom? I mean, I'm not a big Thanksgiving person, so I'm just going to say dressing or stuffing, as different people call it, and I call it a day. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Good. Cornbread cornbread dressing is good. Uh, sweet potato casserole, probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most. It's really the only time of year you get sweet potato casserole. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, eating that and then just passing out for several hours on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Both good options. Um, it, it, even though I grew up in the South, like we, we grew up saying stuffing. And I know a lot of Southerners say dressing, but I, I say stuffing. And I love sweet potato casserole, so this is difficult. Uh, my favorite would have to be mashed potatoes. I'm a big old mash. I know that those around year round anyway, but I always associate a big old heap of mashed potatoes onto my plate. But between the two of those, and maybe it's sacrilegious, but I love me some stovetop cornbread stuffing. So I have to give Prime the first one. Mm-hmm. I like sweet potato casserole, but stuffing is just, woo, those carbs make me happy. <laughs> All right. So, Prime, that means you get to pick your category for round one. Uh, let's go with TV. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. Okay. Jane, oh, we got a question from Ian Schultz. Thank you, Ian, for submitting this question. Jane Curtin is probably best known for her work on Saturday Night Live and Third Rock from the Sun. But her first starring role in a sitcom came in the 80s when paired with Susan St. James in what show that lasted six seasons? Uh, I think I noticed. I don't know the name of it. Oh my gosh! Um, and I'm I'm, I'm looking at the picture too. Just I, I can't get it. I I can't think. I I can see the picture, but I can't see the name. So, okay. unfortunately, can't get all it. right, you're passing along. All right, Matt, can you steal this answer? Oh gosh, God, no, I can't. I. Silver Spoons. I have no idea. Silver Spoons. A legit guess, but that is incorrect. No, the correct answer is Kate and Alley was the name of the show. Sure. Sure. Oh, okay. Sure. I'll take your word for it. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, Matt, you get to pick your category. Oh, um, let's go with uh, let's let's go with news and politics. Let's see what happens. Usually a sign of our smarter trivia players when they dive right into news and politics. I can tell. No, I just want to get these out of the way. Oh. Just go ahead and throw these <laughs> off the board. And we're going back to the 60s. Oh, no. <laughs> In 1962, Richard Nixon blamed his defeat in what state's gubernatorial election on the media, saying, you won't have Nixon to kick around anymore because, gentlemen, this is my last press conference. Uh, would it be California? Richard Nixon was from California. That is correct. It was the California gubernatorial race. Yeah, man, that deep dive. That got me scared with the '60s there, because that would take me back to history class, yeah. and that means I probably I was probably sound asleep. So <laughs> that was Fair. that was a close call. All right, 
All right, Prime, you get to pick your category. Uh, let's go uh, sport. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. On October 6th, 2007, the largest upset in college football history happened at the time. While a 40.5 underdog, this team uh, was in its first season under Jim Harbaugh, beat the number two USC Trojans, who were seeking a third national title in five years. The final score was 24 to 23. Mm. Mm. Michigan? Michigan was part of another upset in that era, but that is incorrect. Okay. Matt, can you steal? Now, what are we what are we looking for here? Give me that question one more time, please. Yep, uh, the largest upset in history. What team beat the USC Trojans? They were under their first season on being coached by Jim Harbaugh, and they beat the USC Trojans twenty four to twenty three. That's TLDR. <sighs> in two thousand six, two thousand seven, October sixth, two thousand seven, two thousand seven, USC upset. Oh man, that's what came to my mind was App State beating Michigan. I cannot. Beating USC, oh my gosh! I I don't know. Only other upset I can think of a big one then was was Boise State on Oklahoma. That's that's the only other thing I can think of. I can't think of anything in the USC. I'm gonna kick myself here. Yep. All right. So no answer. What? I got I got, I got nothing. nothing. You don't remember who Jim Harbaugh coached before he? Uh, I'm just gonna say officially I hate Jim no Harbaugh. answer. Yeah. Well, of I course, hate everyone Harbaugh. hates Jim Harbaugh. Let me just throw like Utah out there. I have no idea. <laughs> That's a fair enough guess. Utah is incorrect. No, he used to coach for Stanford, and Stanford beat oh, USC okay. back in the I hate the Pac-12. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, that's not even real football. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that doesn't count. I know. Uh, and actually, a few years ago in 2017, an even bigger upset happened. At least according to like you know the the sports book, there was an, a 45.5 underdog when Howard Bison never heard of them, uh, beat UNLV. So that is officially the largest That's upset. not an upset. Everyone beats UNLV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I'm upset if I have to watch West Coast football. How about that? Yeah, fair. Wow. Zing point for me just for the zingers. <laughs> All right, Matt, you get to pick your category. Our category is off the board after they've been picked or they're still on For there? round one. They, don't, they open back up in round two. So, yeah, you cannot pick sports, TV, or news and politics. Okay. Um, let me go with... I can't read my writing. I think I wrote down slappy here. Slang. <laughs> Slang. Let me go with slappy for 100, Alex. All right. We're going back to the 60s. Okay. Oh, gosh. No, there was nothing wrong with the gravitational pull in the 60s. Instead, people might have used this word to describe a serious or intense subject. Wow. How easy. Oh, is it heavy? It's heavy. Yeah. Back to <laughs> the future. A little the future. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> Pretty heavy. Oh, man. Okay. Our two oldest ones, the 260s ones, have been the easiest questions so far. <laughs> All right, Prime, what would you like? Oof. All right. Give me... Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, I'm going to get this wrong anyway, so whatever. Give me fashion. Okay. I find it so interesting y'all are staying away from some of like the bigger uh, categories. But hey, whatever, however y'all want to do it. We'll see how he does. We're going even farther back to the 50s. Okay. This top fashion designer died of a sudden heart attack while on vacation in Italy in 1957. 
He was responsible for dramatically changing the style of the 50s by creating a new look, which used a lot of lots of fabric and exaggerated the hourglass shape of the free female figure. I can read that again. I kind of bobbled it. I still won't know it. <laughs> <laughs> you could read that in Italian and we wouldn't have a clue. It doesn't matter. What language you pick? Is it... I'm going to just guess a famous... Uh, is it... I don't know. Gucci? Gucci is incorrect. Matt, you got a chance to steal. I honestly have no clue either. I'm just going to pick a random designer, but his first name, I think, is Italian. Donatello Versace? Donatello Versace is also incorrect. Yeah. All right. Good guesses. I wouldn't have known this myself. It is Christian Dior. Dior. Oh, actually, I was thinking was Dior. That's good. There you hey, go. Hey. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, no point for you then. I thought that Dior was like something recent because I'm just starting to hear about them more. Yeah, they are, they definitely still around. The company's still around, but yeah, like yeah. Uh, the the main dude died of a heart attack in '57. Now you know. All right, uh, we are going back to Matt, I believe. Oh, let's do something I'm very good at, and that's food. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're still in the '60s. Wow. Oh, <laughs> 1960s? Let's go further back. Let's go 1860s. Okay. <laughs> this 24-hour diner first opened in Decatur, Georgia in April of 1964. Today, there are 339 locations in 23 different states with a concentration in the Southeast United States. It was established to give football fans a place to eat after the big game on Friday nights. It's got to be Waffle House. Waffle House? Is incorrect. Oh, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, "Is that Waffle House?" Okay. I swear, if this is Huddle House, I'm leaving. Uh, Prime, you get a chance to steal. He asked the question again. I can. <laughs> this 24-hour diner first opened in Decatur, Georgia, in April of 1964. Today, there are 339 locations in 23 different states, with a concentration in the Southeast United States. It was established to give football fans a place to eat after the big game on Friday nights. Denny's. Denny's is incorrect. Matt, you were it's a freaking Huddle House, it's isn't it? Huddle football fans. Huddle House. No one cares about Huddle House. <laughs> I've never heard of Huddle House. It's a because it's a cheap, nasty ripoff of Waffle House, which is already a cheap, nasty ripoff of a restaurant to begin with. I, how no, no, I saw your IHOP versus Waffle House video, and you, sir, defending not defending Waffle House is egregious against a southerner, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it was uh, Waffle House versus Cracker Barrel. Oh, cra and you're right. Sorry, my bad. Cracker Barrel. You're right. There is a time and a place for Waffle House. Daylight and sober is not it. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be two a.m. and you got to be trashed. That's the only time that you could really enjoy Waffle. Cracker House. Barrel gives nothing but the blandest food ever. Waffle House is basically butter and it's delicious. You know what? It's pancakes. You can't. <laughs> it, it, pancakes and hash brown casserole. Oh, okay. That's what, what you. That's wow. what you go for. Well, yes, the answer is Huddle House. FYI, Waffle House has over 2,000 locations uh, and a little bit more. And they were also headquartered in Georgia, but in Norcross, Georgia, not Decatur. It uh, doesn't matter. I kind of threw that one in there as like a little – I was assuming people would, would get guess Waffle House, but, you know. All right, no points awarded. Uh, Prime, you got to pick your category. You know, I thought I was better at trivia than this, but maybe, <laughs> I'm just, maybe it's just a slow start. Just a slow start, that's yes. all. Um, let's do – Music. Okay. It's the 60s. 
Come on, oh, John. Come on. It's not me, it's the dice. All right. Uh, and this is a question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you so much, Vernon. What was the first posthumously released song to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100, topping the charts in 1968 after the artist died in a plane crash on December of 1967? I got a name the actual song. You got to name the song. And I didn't even give you the artist because I feel like if I gave you the artist, it would be a gimme. It'd be way too easy. So I know this, but I don't know this song. So I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not going to give any hints to Matt. All right, Matt, can you steal this one? feel like it's my gut is, is telling me sitting on the dock of the bay by Otis Redding. Sitting on the dock of the bay is correct. Mm. I thought I thought that was the 60s. It is. Okay. Yeah, he has 68. He came out in 68. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I thought you said it. Sorry. You're right. That's all right. Oh, and he died in 67. Okay. He doesn't know his huddle house, but he knows his Otis Redding. Which is all these questions come from our Georgia based, apparently. Is that is <laughs> yeah, just, hey, uh, that's... the theme here? <laughs> I love my home state. What can I say? All right. Uh, Matt, you have taken a steal. And what category would you like left? We have movies, toys and games, and literature. Let's go toys and games. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. I was alive for half of that. This console released in the U.S. in 1989. It had 16-bit processors, and they built their marketing campaign around their new blue hedgehog mascot, pushing the console as the cooler alternative to Nintendo. <sighs> so I need the console. Is it the Sega Genesis? It is the Genesis, and I'm sorry. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Yep. All the questions that Matt knows, Prime knows, and he's just yeah. not getting them. That's how trivia goes, though, sometimes. You just, yeah, I'm you usually, don't... I'm sorry, Prime. I'm usually in your seat watching this happen go down to me, so I'm very sorry. It'll flip. It'll flip around. Yeah. I don't ever get this lucky for long, oh, so don't man. worry. It's coming back around. All right. Uh, Prime, what would you like? Uh, let's go with movies. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. Okay. Name this German film composer who did the music for the following films of this decade. Gladiator, Pearl Harbor, Black Hawk Down, The Ring, Madagascar, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Simpsons Movie, Kung Fu Panda, and many, many more. The person I'm thinking is not the same guy. So, is it? No. Uh... It's not Elfman. I'm not going to tell you who it's not. Are you? Are you? That's a good strategy, though. That's a really good strategy. <laughs> All right, Danny Elfman is incorrect. Matt, can you steal this one? Is it Hans Zimmer? It is Hans Zimmer, but Elfman Ooh. sounds like it could be a German name, so it's not terribly guessed. But yes, I get I, I I get those two somewhat confused when it comes to the Dark Knight and the. I don't yeah, know well, why you know, he did Madagascar. Ma <laughs> he did Madagascar. <laughs> they animated a movie with yeah. David Schwimmer as like the giraffe. Okay. Yeah. Didn't, didn't yeah. see that coming. That's weird. Well, Prime. He did some money, I guess. Danny Elfman did do the first two Batman films uh, from the 80s and early 90s. So maybe that, that threw, threw yeah. confusion. Yeah. Uh, all right. Matt gets the steal. And you are left wow. with literature for the final category. That's not good. And we're staying in the 2000s. 
This 2001 novel tells the story of Justin Quayle, a British diplomat whose activist wife is murdered. He seeks to uncover the truth and finds an international conspiracy of corrupt bureaucracy and pharmaceutical money. The plot was based on a real-life case in Nigeria, and it was adapted into a feature film in 2005 starring Ray Fiennes and Rachel Weisz. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have n- no idea. The Bible. The Bible. <laughs> that 2001 novel, <laughs> The Bible. I have no idea. I have no is idea. incorrect. Uh, Prime, can you steal this one? Uh, I don't know. And, and then there was two. I'm just throwing a random name out there. And then there was two. Was is incorrect. John, do you know this by chance? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. All right. Uh, I threw in the the movie, assuming maybe that would help. But it is the Constant Gardener. The Constant Gardener uh, was the I've book. Heard of it. a classic. <laughs> Okay, all right, that is the end of round one. John, could you please give us our score updates? <laughs> all right, well, it's not looking so good for Prime, but anything can happen in round two. Matt has yep. 50, and Prime has yet to get on the board. Yep, that is one I got as well, but you know what? We're going to start things off because uh, Prime, because you went first. Matt, you get to pick what category Prime's going to start off with in round two. Oh, gosh. Um... Let's, uh, but I have a chance to steal. Yeah, yes, you do have a chance You're to steal right. if he doesn't get it, which odds are he's not going to get it. I'm just kidding right now. I'm, oh, just going, no. I'm just going off on the math, Prime. I love Prime. I love <laughs> you, man. Gonna, I'm going to do this. I want. I'll, let's go ahead and kick this one off for Toys and Games. Okay. Okay. We have our first 90s question. Oh, okay. thank God. Okay. Released in 1995, this game centers around boogers in a guy's head. Players take turns yanking the mucus strings until a seemingly deadly strand will trigger his brain to pop out of his head. Boogers is the question that you give me. <laughs> <laughs> you get boogers. Everything in the 90s and you give me boogers to answer. Okay. Boogerhead? Boogerhead is as good a guess as any, but boogerhead is incorrect. Matt, can you steal this one? I am. I can picture this in my. I know exactly what this thing looks like, but I cannot. Why does Ed pop in? Is it Ed's head? What for some reason Ed keeps popping up in my head. Ed's head is incorrect. But yeah, you're on the right track with the rhyming part. I could have probably should have added in a rhyming thing. I don't know, y'all wouldn't have got there. It's Gooey Louie. God, Gooey that's his cousin. It's Ed's head and his cousin <laughs> Gooey Lou. That's the great value version that I had with Ed's head. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't afford the good one. Yep. All right. Yeah, you you went to Dollar Tree, got what you could, or Dollar General, yeah. even. So they were asking actually... your own boogers for all Ed. <laughs> yeah. So they was like, "Hey kids, pay us like thirty dollars to play with boogers." That that was the nineties, man. <laughs> Chuck full of like Nickelodeon slime and like boogers were in. In the 90s. That was it. Now the kids are like, it's like poop emoji stuff yeah. now. But for us in the 90s, it was boogers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Prime, you have to pick a category format. Uh, let's go with slang. Okay. And you think it is the 2000s. Okay. This three-word phrase, meaning something crazy and exciting, delirious and wild, possibly refers to a frenetic dog when unleashed. Off the chain? Off the chain is correct. 
All right. A phrase I hopefully never said in the 2000s. That would be <laughs> pretty cringe for me. I have, I have a, a gentleman at work who, uh, if he likes any, now he's a, he's turning 60 this year. He's just a 60 year old white guy. And he loves the phrase off the chain. Like he will, <laughs> literally, if there's anything that is like that he tasted that was good, you know, of a food or he's like, Adam, you got to try this. It's off the chain. I'm saying like every day he says it. That's going to be me saying no cap in 20 years. Like I finally oh, figured out how to use it and I'll be throwing it around everywhere. <laughs> no cap. I'll be doing it. All right, Matt, you got to pick for prime. Oh, uh, let's go with TV. Okay. We're going way back to the 50s. Okay. Robert Keeshan played this title character starting in 1955. The show aired weekday mornings on CBS for 29 years, making it the longest-running nationally broadcast children's television program of its day. Say that again? I can. Robert Keeshan played this title character... Starting in 1955, the show aired weekday mornings on CBS for 29 years, making it the longest-running national broadcast children's television program of its day. Uh, <laughs> pass. Pass is not the right answer, but you know that. That's why you're passing. Uh, Matt, can you steal... I, um, my gut wants to say Captain Kangaroo. I don't think that's right. I feel like that's older. I mean, like newer than that or like Bozo. I'm going to go Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo is correct. It is. All right. He gets a steal and prime. We're going (laughs) to keep piling on. I love you, man. You're going to get something. Uh, but maybe not this one depends on what category you want to give to Matt. News. News and politics, okay. And we have our first 70s question of the game. Okay. Prior to 1973, mobile telephones were limited to phones installed in cars and other vehicles. Then, on April 3rd, 1973, Martin Cooper, a researcher and executive for what company, made the first handheld mobile telephone call to Dr. Joel S. Engel of Bell Labs, his rival? Uh. We need the company. We want the the name of the company that that, Motorola. Motorola is correct. They made the first cell phone. Just a snake on it. (laughs) Just real quick. He called his rival to brag. Is that why he he called him? Okay. 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 That's a baller move. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) So, all right. Uh, Matt, what would you like to give to Prime? Uh, Let's go. Let's go sports. And your decade is the nineties. Okay. Another another Georgia based one, not gonna lie. Of the Magnificent Seven gold winning nineteen ninety six US women's gymnastic team, three of them also competed at the nineteen ninety two Barcelona Olympics for the US. Name any of the three ladies who appeared in both nineties Olympics. Just a single one of them. You know, there's out of three. Rachel, Rachel Rose. I don't know. Rachel Rose is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? I uh, um, 
the only one that's popping in my head, and I don't remember if this is her name or not, but she's the one that had that leg injury. Is it Carrie Strug? All right. There were uh, the Magnificent Seven were Amanda Borden, Amy Chow, Dominic Mochianu, JC Phelps. And then these other three were on both the 92 and 96, which was Shannon Miller, Dominique Dawes, and Carrie Strug. So Carrie Strug is a correct answer. Okay. Uh, Matt got the steal on sports. And now, Prime, you're going to give him another category. And left, we have movies, music, fashion, literature, and food. Which one do you want to give him? Uh, Let's go with food. Okay. I would love to have some food right now, actually. And it is the 70s. I I will take you to Huddle House. Don't you worry. Please don't. (laughs) All right. You said 70s, John? Yes, I did. All right. Uh, I've got a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. This tasty gum debuted in 1973 and overtook favorites such as Double Bubble and Bazooka. In the mid-70s, unexplained rumors spread among children in the New York area that it contained spider eggs, which saw sales plummet. The manufacturer took out full ad pages in 30 area newspapers to combat the rumors. What? <laughs> they, there's a rumor that this gum had spider eggs in it? <laughs> yes. In the 70s, and they had to... Uh, Put out ads in the newspapers that they don't. What? The only thing that... Okay. Is it Chicklets? Chicklets is incorrect. Prime, can you steal? Let's go with some random Wubba Bubba because I don't know. Wubba Bubba is incorrect. I was hoping the tasty gum, if I emphasize tasty, would that help anything? Now blank stares. Uh, no, no, we would not. We're looking for bubble yum. Bubble yum. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Bubble yum. Okay. Where, uh, were they, how would, where were they get spider eggs from? <laughs> if only they knew kids would be playing with boogers in 20 years. It wouldn't <laughs> <It's>, even matter. <laughs> I'd eat a spider egg for sure. That don't matter. Sure. Yeah. Not, not have to deal with any of the boogers. All right. Uh, no points awarded. Matt, what category would you like to give to Prime? Oh, let's go... Uh, Let's go music. That's still on the board, right? That is. Okay. Why just going to be 50s? <laughs> Your decade is the 80s. Okay. okay. Millie Vanilli will forever be linked to winning the Grammy for Best New Artist, but it turned out that they had lip-synced their records. Before they were exposed, they did manage to produce three Billboard Hot 100 hits, or three Billboard number one hits in the late 80s. Baby, don't forget my number. Girl, I'm gonna miss you. And this song, incriminating condensed atmospheric vapor. That's very What's the last part? What's the last part? All right, I will I say that again. <laughs> I said, I'll say that again. Millie Vanilli, yeah, you know who Millie Vanilli. Blah blah blah. Uh, they had three Billboard Hot 100 number one songs in the late '80s. Baby, don't forget my number. Girl, I'm gonna miss you. And this song, Incriminating Condensed Atmospheric Vapor. What? <laughs> All right. And that was a question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you so much, Vernon. Thanks, thanks Vernon. Uh, <laughs> wow, this makes you look like I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm going to have the pass again. All right. Matt, can you steal this one? Uh, I believe it's Blame It on the Rain. To incriminate... Uh, to blame someone and Although condensed, I like that title. Yeah, condensed atmospheric vapor. Even though I think incriminating 
Condensed Atmosphere of Baylor would have been a really good title. But yes, it is Blame It on the Rain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was a Miller Vanilli fan or, or half a fan, I would get this. I don't know any. How, how would you not be a Millie Vanilli fan? That's what I don't understand. They were so good. <laughs> were they good? Was it actually them? We'll never know. <laughs> no, we won't. All right. Two people who sang for them were good. They yeah. were? It was like two old white guys, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like two uggos. They didn't want to put them on screen. I get that. So, uh, all right. Uh, he gets a steal. No, 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 yeah, yeah. He gets the steal, and you got to give him another category. Prime, do you want to give him movies, fashion, or literature? Fashion. Okay. And we're staying in the 80s. Known as a G-bag in Ireland or a bum bag in England, name this small fabric pouch worn at the waist to hold all your rad 80s accessories. Wow. Is it a fanny pack? It's wow. a fanny pack. I'm sorry. This one, yeah. It, wow. I'm easy. sorry, prom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow. sorry. All right. I get questions about eggs and chiclets, and he gets a fanny pack. <laughs> it's a fanny pack. Come on. All right. Uh, Matt, do you want to give Prime movies? Or do you want to give him literature? Prime, what do you want? Which one, which one do you want? <laughs> Let's get you some points, man. Movies. Yeah, tell me which one. You want to get, give him movies. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. And you have 70s. Your decade yeah. is the 90s. Okay, okay. good. <laughs> A question from Chris Hasse. Thank you, Chris. Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant were the main stars, and Alec Baldwin played an uncredited role as Julia Roberts' boyfriend in what 1999 romantic comedy? Dope. That's not the wedding planner. Uh, let's go with. See, as if I've seen Julia Roberts movies. The wedding. I'm gonna just say the wedding planner. Oh, whatever. The wedding planner. Whatever is incorrect. <laughs> uh, Matt, would you like or can you steal? Julia Roberts in Hugh Grant. I didn't say yeah. Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant, and an uncredited role from Alec Baldwin. I, I, Oh gosh, is it Notting Hill? Notting Hill is correct. <laughs> All right, uh, that leaves literature for Mr. Mitchell. What what uh, decade are we gonna have, John? We're staying in the nineties. Nineties. In the New Mutants, number 98, from 1991, what Merc with a Mouth made his comic book debut? Wow! Oh, you, no. oh so my so... god. <laughs> oh. oh, this is... Alright. <laughs> Matt, can, can you answer this incredibly difficult question? It's Deadpool, isn't it? It is Deadpool. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I just not... I... <laughs> Wow. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Oh. Um we've never had this happen before. Well, you know what you still you can't I just I guess it just means <laughs> we got no points. Uh, John, what's the score after round two? You know what? This score doesn't matter. Yes, it does not <laughs> matter. It does not matter. I mean what what is the prize anyway? What do, what do we win? Well, uh respect. <laughs> okay, see? <laughs> A trip to Huddle House? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I will take anyone to Huddle House. Uh, <laughs> so I will say, Matt, you've got a chance 
to be the uh, biggest score in uh, throwback trivia takedown history. Whoa. You do. So what what is the score? Did you just say Matt's score? Uh, 130. Yeah, 130. All right. Uh, how do, John, how do we want to handle this? Just do, yeah, you can still answer the questions, but you have, you just can't wager nothing because yeah. <laughs> you got no points to wager. So, but you're still going to pick a category. Sorry, Prime. Do obviously the roll of the dice went against you. Every easy question seemed to go to Matt today. That is unfortunate. Uh, all right. So, uh, Matt, as you were in the lead, what category would you like to go into our final round? This is for me. Well, it's going to be for both of y'all. So you oh. both pick a category, but I will. I'm just going to emphasize it out there so you can wager all of all zero to all of your 130 points that you've earned. And just to make things interesting, just so you know, you could be the lar- the highest score in throwback trivia takedown history. You know, if you doubled up, just throwing that out there. What have I? What have? Slaying his real quick. If he wages all his points and then misses the question, are we even? Yeah, and there would be a yeah. tiebreaker. We have a tiebreaker. Okay, you can. Oh, this could be so. This could be something. <laughs> Pri- it's not Prime over yet. could win. He could take. <laughs> not getting a single question. Oh, and that that is how. See, now that's more my on par with me to have such a huge lead and then somehow lose. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't. Oh gosh. Let's go. Let's go. Music. Oh, God. I'm regretted already. All right. And the decade will be the 70s. I regret it. Okay. And Prime, what category would you like? Uh, TV. TV. And your decade is the 90s. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get y'all's wagers based on 70s music and 90s TV. Just write down your wagers. You don't have to shout them out. It's prefer well. Prime, I know what your wager is. <laughs> a whopping zero. <laughs> whopping zero. We're gonna we're gonna get you back on the show, Prime. <laughs> I told I see, I told you who I wanted to go against. Yeah, you I did. Told. You could have beat him. <laughs> you wanted to go against Max and you could have destroyed him. All right. Uh Matt, do you have your wager? It is written down. Okay, perfect. Do you need to see it now? We're waiting. No, no, no. You, I gotcha. would trust you. If the you're suspense. if you're cheating on a free podcast <sighs> trivia <know>. show, this <laughs> would be very sad. All right. And y'all's music question is going to be a trip to the throwback lounge. So basically, this means I am going to lounge sing this 1974 Billboard number 19 hit, and you need to tell me <laughs> the artist. Okay. It peaked. It peaked at nineteen. Peaked at nineteen. Mm. Come on, that tells you something right there. Yeah, come on, I'm not gonna get this. In this case, you're gonna write down your answers, not. Yeah, on this. Yes, in this question, yes, you'll write down your answers for the gotcha. finals, and then we'll reveal them once we've done both questions. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So here is your '70s music question again. A trip to the Throwback Lounge. Bye bye, baby. It's been a sweet love, though this feeling I can't change. Please don't take it so badly, because Lord knows I'm to blame. Hey! And that is the lounge version of that song. I just need you to tell me the artist who did that original 1974 number 19 hit. 
Now the song is not originally an lounge song, right? Nope. You've just put I, it I in lounge the style it up. I love exactly. Okay. I lounge it up. Oh, dang! <laughs> so it is not. So yeah, can, we get it? can I get it one more time? Yep. Just one more time. Bye bye, baby. It's been a sweet love, though this feeling I can't change. Please don't take it so badly, cause Lord knows I'm to blame. Hey, the hey is added. I always add a hey. That's a little Adam TM kind of at the end of my <laughs> thing. And our 90s TV question. This short-lived 1996 addition to TGIF was produced by Jim Henson Productions. It was about a single father who is abducted by a single mother extraterrestrial. The two fall in love, naturally, and try to live a normal life on Earth as a mixed family. And that question is brought to you by Brian Cohen. And even he admitted this was a tough question. Was it like five episodes? It pretty much. I think it only lasted uh, eight episodes total. Like a, like a, almost a shortened half season run. All right, while our contestants are thinking about their answers, we've got a special message for all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's almost that time of the year. A time for fun, a time for family, a time for trivia. That's right, the annual Throwback Trivia Takedown Patron Tournament is going to be starting January of next year. So give a loved one or yourself the gift of trivia by going to patreon.com backslash throwback trivia takedown and join at any level before December 31st to be entered into the tournament. Happy holidays. Just look up. Y'all good? I got the wrong answers written down, but I got them written. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm to You're lose. ready. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Just. All right. Well, Prime, as you were behind, I'd like to hear your answers first to the 70s music question and the 90s TV. What you got? No, I'll show you or just say what I got. You could uh, just tell me. Uh, I, even though he probably was dead at this time, I got Sammy Davis Jr. Okay. And randomly, the alien and me, because I, I don't know. The alien and me. And Matt, what were your answers to the <sighs> 70s music question and the 90s TV question? I have no I just guessed. I wrote Rod Stewart down for music. And Alf's Revenge for the 90s TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Alf's Revenge. All right. The music mm. question, John, I, I, I bet you knew that one, right? Not only do I know it, I'm going to play it for you. Yeah. Well, in the normal style? Holy crap. It is Freebird by Leonard Skinnerd. Bye-bye, baby, it's been a sweet love, yeah, though this feeling I can't change. Yeah, the lounge style really makes it difficult. Because <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> you ruined the song. <laughs> All right, and y'all, y'all were fairly close. Prime, you were particularly close uh, when you said The Alien and Me. That short-lived show on TGIF was called Aliens in the Family. Aliens in the family, oh. and yeah, as a, I looked at the pictures of it. It is god awful, so I do not recommend anyone to see that. All right, well, neither person got their wager. Uh, Prime, we know what your wager was because it had to be what it was. But Matt, what you got? It's blurred out. 
Oh, it is? A zero. I see a big okay. old zero. There you go. And Matt, what did you wager? Oh. Oh, John. I see it. Tell oh. us what tell us though oh. for this is a podcast. Yes. This is not that a- is everything. Yes. I wrote down the word everything like a <laughs> fool. Like yes. a dang fool. You you had the taste of wanting to get uh in TTT top echelon oh. and being our highest scorer ever. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, what is our current score? Well, we got a tie. It's zero to zero. Holy moly! There is a chance for Prime now. Uh, the way we do it is how a lot of uh, like pub trivia's do it. You guys are going to need to write down a number. Whoever is closest will win. Okay. So uh, the question: Ellis Red Redding was inmate number 30265 as part of the Shawshank penal system. But when Andy Dufresne entered the prison, he got what number? This is from Shawshank Redemption, my favorite movie of all time. Andy. So I, I, I gave, I, you guys are lucky I gave y'all a hint. I've had, I've had Andy Dufresne's prison number memorized since I was like a teenager. Uh, <laughs> but I gave y'all a hint with giving you reds. I can read it again. Oh, yes. Ellis Red Redding was inmate number 30265 as part of the Shawshank penal system. But what was Andy Dufresne's prison number when he was entered into Shawshank prison? We haven't had a tie in a long time. Uh, So I'm excited to see how this turns out. Have we had a tie since our very first episode? I feel like one other. I think we've had one other tie. Okay. I feel like we did. Had anyone lose everything at the end and then lose the game in a shutout? No, we've never <laughs> had anybody. This would be so, the first time a zero-zero goes to a tiebreaker. I, I believe. Either way, either way, we made history here today. <laughs> yeah, so yes, that's something. All right. Let me know when y'all have your numbers. Uh, I have a number. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh. Prime, as you were behind, let's start with you. What number did you say was Andy Dufresne's prison number? Oh, do I show it or do I say it? Uh, I mean, say it. It's a okay. podcast. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 30266. <laughs> All right. So you went from one up after. Okay. You use that as the, a reference. The price is right method there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, Matt, what was your number? I wrote down 9,700. 9,700. Uh, well, this is easy math because uh, Andy Dufresne's prison number was 37927. And we started off with Red, who was 30265. Uh, I think by a difference, let me see here. Prime is 7,661 away. While Matt, what was, your, what was yours again? 9,700? 90, yes. While Matt is 28,227 away, which means without getting a single regular question right, the champion of the day is Prime of the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. And Matt Mitchell, an epic fall from grace. That is What a great game, guys. That's how we do it, baby. Wow, I can't. I don't even know. Prime, you took this one fantastic job you won the game so that means you get to uh talk first do any shout outs you want to do whatever you want to say well uh for one i am going to say you guys should check out their episode they did because i really liked it the sitcom themes because they made me go back and watch all of the ellen intros 
Weren't they funny? Weren't they, they funny? They were because they had different people in there. So yes, I, I went back and watched them all. Uh, you know, and you can check out my show, Prime Nostalgia Podcast, because it's it's fun. We have people on mm-hmm. sometime. Uh, and um, yeah, I can't believe I won, but hey, zeros <laughs> win. I guess. I With know. a zero to zero score, man, you took it. Yeah, definitely. Yes, check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. It's Prime and Lee Boy. Uh, Lee Boy was on all that back in the day. You guys bring in some really cool guests. You guys have a fantastic show. Um, you know, a little shout out. Make sure you guys listen to the Buddy Cop episode that John and I were on. I really love it. So, all right, yeah, Prime's a good friend of the podcast. We love that guy. And Lee Boy's awesome too. But yeah, you guys are awesome show so all right matt as the big loser of the day oh, come <laughs> what on. would you like to shout come out oh uh, thanks for having me back first of all yeah. uh shout out to you adam for ruining free bird forever for me <laughs> um you can check out uh all of my stuff just search for matt mitchell or al ostrich on facebook twitter instagram tiktok and my day job but it's a southern thing that's everywhere on the interwebs just search for that it'll pop up i'm sure yeah, I'm just going to go cry in the corner now. It was, I did, it was like I was a whole digit off. Like I was on yeah. that. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was was, just, yeah, there's a huge. I was trying to give a big old hint as to, hey, he has to come after red, which yeah, yeah. Prime got that. And <laughs> I was did. not. I was like, okay, four digits. Nope, there was five there and just totally wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. Congratulations, Prime. This was Yep. To uh, you can soak up your sorrows in the delicious pancake batter from Huddle House, uh, Matt. If you need to, don't add insult to injury. <laughs> don't do this. Salt All, right. All right. Thank you guys so much for John. I'm Adam, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.